feel like God wants to do something in the house. So let's look to his word. Amen. Let's open up our hearts to what he has. Verse 9 of Psalms chapter 16 says, Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Verse 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. It says, in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And I just want to speak for the next few moments on this topic, in his presence. In his presence. I believe whatever it is that you need, you can have it today in his presence. Whatever it is that you need in the house today, you can find it in his presence. Would you set your Bibles down and why don't you lift up your hands and let's just ask God to move in this place. God, we come before you right now. We say, God, have your way. Speak, Lord, in this place. Touch every heart, God, and every mind. God, we bind doubt and fear in the name of Jesus. Let there be the liberty of the Holy Ghost released in this place. God, we pray, O oh Lord, that there would be nothing hindering the moving of your power in this place. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I cannot wait for heaven. You know, the Bible talks a lot about heaven and it talks a lot about our reward. And if we're not careful, sometimes we can forget that he has a place that is prepared for us. God has a place prepared for us. And you can begin reading through the Word of God and all the different uh, things that it talks about heaven. But one of the greatest things is that we will be in His presence forevermore. We will see Him face to face. There will be no more pain. There's going to be no more sorrow, no more trials, no more, no, no more sickness. He's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes. And he says he will make all things new. I can't wait for heaven. Because we don't live in heaven right now. We live in a world that is messed up. We live in a world that, that is full of pain and sorrow and hurt. And, and uh, we live in a world that, that because of sin, all these things have been brought into this world. God did not create us to experience the pain that we experience today. There was no death when God created man. There was no pain when God created man. It was, there, there was, there was none of the, the trials and tribulations that, that we experience today when God made us. 
But when sin entered into the world, you can read how death entered into the world. And when sin came into the world, then then there's pain that is brought forth. There's sorrow and loss and fear and, and envy and pride and all of these things that enter into the world. And in this world, we do face all of those things. And in this life, we do until Jesus Christ comes back, until we step our feet on that other shore. We are in this life, and we are going to experience weariness and troubles and trials and tests. Perhaps you've come into the house of God today facing some things in your life. I'm sure we all have our issues and we have our problems that we're dealing with. We're dealing with financial problems. We're dealing with family problems. We're, we're dealing with physical problems. We're dealing with mental problems. We're just dealing with fear, anxiety, so many different things that, that come at us. What are we to do in the middle of all this? We have, we have trials that come from our own mistakes. We have tests that come from God. We have temptations that will come from the enemy. We have trespasses that will come from people that are around us. And what are we to do in all of these things? What are we to do? John chapter 16 and verse 33, Jesus says this, These things I have spoken unto you. That in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not come to tell you today that you're not going to have any problems. I haven't come today to tell you that, that you're not going to have any tribulations. That you're not going to have any pain or any sorrow. There is coming a day when that will be the case if we become an overcomer. But I've come to tell you today that in His presence you can find peace today. And that in His presence uh, you can find His overcoming power today. Because in His presence there is fullness of joy. And in His presence uh, there are pleasures forevermore. In Him you can have peace uh, even in this world that's full of tribulation. We're going to face things in this world. In this world we are going to face things. We know it. Jesus said you shall face things. You shall face persecution. We're going to face all the different things. And, and let me just tell you, as the coming of the Lord approaches nearer and nearer, we are going to face more and more in this life. The Bible tells us clearly, it says things are only going to wax worse and worse. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, that is not the story of the church. The story of the church is that if we are in His presence, we can have fullness of joy. We can have peace. We can be an overcomer no matter what we are facing in this world. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. I've come to tell you this world has nothing to offer you. I've come to remind you this world has nothing to offer you. As I said, this world is not going to get any better. 
And I feel like the Spirit is trying to awaken the church. And what I felt so strongly in my spirit to, to, to speak this morning is that we've got to put our trust in Him. We as a people have to get into His presence because there are so many things that are saying, we are the answer. This is the answer. The world is saying, we have the answer here. And let me just stop and say this, that a political party is not going to have your answer. A new job is not going to bring you fulfillment. You're not going to find peace at the end of a bottle or a needle or a drink that the world has to offer you, ladies and gentlemen. The only place you're going to find peace and the only place we can find fulfillment is in the presence of the Lord. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is everything that you need. Whatever you need today, you can find it in His presence. Whatever you need today, you can lift up your hands and call on Jesus. And anything you need, He has it for you today. This world has nothing to offer you. I've come to remind you everything the world offers is temporary. Everything the world offers is here for a moment but then gone tomorrow. Everything that this world offers, the Bible says even our life is like a vapor. It's here and then it vanishes away. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is the only answer. It's the only answer in our society. It's the only answer in our world. And I feel like if we're not careful because the world is getting so bold and the world is trying to give us solution after solution after solution, but I've come to remind you there is no solutions in this world. Only in His presence. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. And whatever this world offers you, all you're going to find is trouble. And whatever the world tries to offer you, there's going to be an end to it all. But if you get yourself into the presence of Jesus Christ, if you can find yourself in His presence, I've come to tell somebody He's reaching for you today. He wants to give you strength today. You've walked into this building weary. You've walked into this building almost barely able to get by. You've walked into this building beat up by the world. You've walked into this building so sorrowful or so fearful. You have anxiety, but I've come to tell you in His presence, uh, there is fullness uh, of joy for you today. Not just a little bit of joy. I said the Bible says there's fullness uh, of joy. And not just a little bit of pleasure, but there's pleasures forevermore. The Bible tells us that there is pleasure in sin, but it's for a season. I've come to tell you, in the world, you can have pleasure for a season. Or in God, you can have pleasure forevermore. Forevermore. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. Um, we've been holding some, some youth rallies across our, our uh, pretty much our county, us in Orlando. Um, I, I work with the youth, and, and, um, and we've been holding some uh, youth rallies and. And uh, where we just go on a Friday night, we'll go to different churches, uh, you know, kind of within an hour's time, and we'll have some services. And and uh, we were we were having a uh, 
a service in a, in Orange Park, and um, and uh, the pastor's wife just uh, told me a few weeks ago. She said uh, we we were having that service, and she said uh, that that a little girl, uh, just ten years old, had come to that service. She said, and uh, and and you know, she said she received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time. And she said, "Do you remember her?" And I said, "Yeah, I do. I remember her. I remember there was a little girl that that came to the front. She was kind of over over to uh, you know to to my left over here. And I, I remember clear as day that that uh, she received the Holy Ghost." She said, "Well, that little girl went home, and she was talking to her mother. She said, and her mother told me that when she got home, that girl." looked at her and said, Mom, I guess God does have a plan for my life now. She said, I was getting ready to commit suicide tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, a 10-year-old girl. I have a 10-year-old girl. And it blew my mind and it tore my heart to hear that a 10-year-old girl that night was getting ready to take her life. But thankfully, she made her way into the presence of the Lord. I've come reaching for somebody today. I don't, I don't know what you have need of. And I don't know what you walked in here struggling with. But I know a God who knows every hair that's on your head. I know a God who knows everything from the beginning to the end. And I've come to tell you, God knows right where you're at. And you don't have to leave here the same way that you came. Because if you get into His presence, you can find everything that you need. You can find whatever you need. You say, well, I've, I've tried it before. I've been to the altar before. I've tried praying before. I've, I've tried to, I've, I've asked for healing before. And I've asked for deliverance before. And I've, I've made my way before. I've already done it before. And God hasn't answered me yet. God hasn't made a way for me yet. What am I supposed to do about that what am I supposed to do about that and I know I'm off my notes but I feel this in the Holy Ghost you got to understand something sometimes God is trying to give us what we need and we only come for what we want sometimes we only come for what we want and we miss God trying to give us what we need I have a five, I have a four-year-old little boy, and uh, if he got his way, he would drink chocolate milk from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to bed. And you almost want to give it to him every time he asks because of how cute he, his little face is. But thankfully, as a parent, you can see right through all of that. Not not if you're a grandparent like my dad over there. My goodness. <laughs> I get a witness in the house. The vision my dad used to have, he don't have no more. The no that used to be in his mouth, it's not there anymore. Now that my kids are over there. Where was that mercy and where was that? Where was that whatever you want when I was living in the house? But as a father, 
You can't give your child everything they want because it can destroy them. It can weaken them. It won't strengthen them. It'll cause them to fall and it will cause them to go another direction and it will cause them to, to, to make their way in, in, in different ways. If, if you could go to James chapter, I know I'm all over the place, James chapter 4. James chapter 4 says this, you have not because you ask not. Sometimes we don't have anything because we don't ask. Sometimes we don't receive because we don't ask. But then verse 3 also goes on to say, but sometimes you ask and you receive not. Because you ask amiss. You ask that you may consume it upon your own lust. We ask because we want what we want. But God knows what we need. And ladies and gentlemen, I feel like God is reaching for somebody today to tell you, I have what you need today. I have what you need you may, you may think that, that, you know, you need a healing today, but maybe you just need long-suffering today. You may think you may need deliverance, but maybe He'll just give you peace today. You may think, you know, because here, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, what God produces in us, is not necessarily what we want. It's not necessarily our miracle, but it's His love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith, all these things. This is what God will sometimes produce in us, but if we're not careful, we'll come to God and we'll say, God, I would need deliverance from this. And God says, no, I'm just going to give you peace through this. If you look into 2 Corinthians where, where Paul Paul was very transparent. Paul said, he said, I, I have a thorn in my flesh. He said, a, a messenger from Satan was sit to buffet me. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. He said, lest I should be exalted above measure. He said, I had this thorn in my flesh. I, I mean, you're talking about Paul. You're talking about, I mean, one of the greatest apostles of all time. And here he's saying, I had something that I just couldn't shake. I had a thorn in my flesh. I had a messenger from Satan that was attacking me day after day. And he said, he said, lest I should be exalted above measure. Go to the next verse. He said, he said, for this thing I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. This is somebody who's seen many miracles. But yet he said, God would not do this for me. God would not deliver me from this. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you don't receive something from God, it does not mean that God does not love you. It does not mean that God does not know exactly where you're at. It doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. Let me tell you something. But sometimes we can, we can seek for God to do something and he just says no. And he goes on to say this. He said, but this is what he said to me. My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. And my strength is made perfect 
in weakness. He said, most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Sometimes we come with a specific need and God says, here's my grace. Here's my love to get you through the next day. Here's my love to get you to the next step. Here's, you know, sometimes we think, oh, if I just, if I just had something different, if I, if something was just different in my life, some, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all God is saying, if you could just get into his presence. You would find everything that you need. David said it like this in Psalms 27. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So you're, I'm telling you, David, he had to remind himself, the Lord is my strength. In, in, in the middle of my fear, I've got to remind myself the Lord is my strength. And he is the strength of my life. and He is my light and, and my salvation. He said, whom shall I fear? He said, for when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to devour my flesh, to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fell. Though an host should encamp against me. Though my heart shall not fear, the war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the secret right here. You can be going through anything. You can be going through fear. You can be going through a host that camped against you. You can be going through the biggest trial of your life but if you can just get into the presence of God if you can just get into the house of God let me tell you something anything is possible anything can change that's why David said I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord I'll be honest, sometimes I get up and I can't sing that verse. Sometimes I got to drag myself to the house of the Lord. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got to understand the power of being in His presence. That's why the, the darker the day gets, the, the darker the, yeah, the, the darker the, the world gets, the darker the situation gets, the more you need to make it to the house of God. That's what Hebrews 10.25 says. It says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Don't forsake coming to the house of God. Because when you come into the house of God, you can get in His presence and find the strength that you need. The enemy wants to tell you, you've messed up. You made too many mistakes. Uh, you better not go to church this week. I've come to tell you, that's when you need to be in the house of God. Because that's when you find the strength uh, to keep on believing. That's when you find the forgiveness to keep on going. That's where you find the mercy to make it through another day. It's in the presence of the Lord. He said... One thing that I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I feel like the Spirit is calling us to seek after His presence like never before. 
to seek after His presence. Not just His power, but to seek His presence like never before. And He says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe now more than ever we need His presence every day. We need His presence every day, every second of the day. Now more than ever, the things that we face every time we wake up, every time you open the news, every time you step onto your school campus, every time you walk through the doors of your workplace, you're going to need the power and the presence of God walking with you because the, the world is trying to pull at you saying we have the answer. This is the answer. This will be your... This this will be your strength, but you've got to make up in your mind one thing I'm going to seek after. Every day I wake up, am I seeking after God? Or am I too busy with my kids, with my house, with my job, with my school, with life? And none of those things are wrong. But am I seeking after God as the number one thing in my life? One thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after. I'm telling you, God's calling us back to seeking Him first, to seeking Him above all else, to putting Him above everything else in your life. Put Him above every other priority. Put Him above everything in your day. Before your feet hit the ground, say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will seek after the Lord. I will seek after his presence uh, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He said, then shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. And I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Woo. He said, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. He said, he said that in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And mine head shall be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I want you to realize something. He said, my head will be lifted up. Even though his enemies are still all round about him. Ladies and gentlemen... In the world, in the day that we live in, we're going to face increased persecution. But if we just keep our head lifted up, He's going to give us strength. He's going to give us strength. If we make it into His tabernacle and we continue to worship Him, if we make it into His presence, if all if we can just get into His presence, let me tell you something, everything can change. You jump down to the end of the chapter and in verse 13, He said, I had fainted unless I had believed. He said, I had almost given up. I almost threw in the towel. I almost let fear overtake me. 
I almost gave in. He said, but I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Sometimes you just got to square your shoulders and lift up your head even when your enemies are surrounding you. Even when the problems are all around you raging. Even when it seems like there's no hope. I'm telling you, lift up your head and get into His presence. Because you need to get your faith back out. And believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You go on and He says, wait on the Lord. He says, wait on the Lord. And He will strengthen your heart. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You wait on the Lord. He's going to strengthen your heart, ladies and gentlemen. I've come to tell you today, God wants to strengthen your heart before you leave this place. That doesn't mean your situation is going to change right away. That doesn't mean the enemy is still not going to be surrounding you. That doesn't mean the sickness is going to be gone the moment you walk out of this door. But David said... He strengthens my heart to where I can believe Him through anything. I can believe Him through any trial to wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says this, But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Ladies and gentlemen, that means maybe you can just walk today. Some days, man, we can come running. But some days we can just walk. Even Ephesians says, sometimes you can barely stand. But having done all to stand, stand therefore. We tell you something, just learn to stand in His presence. Don't worry about the, what's going on around you. And I feel like this is a message for the day and age that we live in. Because every day we live, there are more and more distractions in the political world. There's more and more distractions in the spiritual world. There's more and more distractions that are saying, this is your answer. But ladies and gentlemen, no, nothing in this world is your answer. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. But I've come to tell you about being in His presence in the midst of anything. You can find exactly what you need. We live in a day and age where the world demands you bow to what they believe. You need to bow to our culture. Bow to our way of life. Bow to our system. I can tell you this is the same thing that, that the three Hebrew children they faced Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego whenever they said, here is your God. Now, everybody must bow. They made up in their mind to say, we will not bow. We're not going to bow to the culture. I don't care if everybody else is doing it. I don't care if it's just three people that stay standing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we will not bow. He said, if you won't bow, then we're going to throw you to the fire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the day and age that we live in. 
Our world says bow or we're going to bring all the pressures of hell against you. Bow or we're going to bring the fire of the enemy against you. But ladies and gentlemen, I've come to tell you, if you're in the presence of God, if you have the spirit of God, you don't have to be worried about it. In his presence is everything that you need. They went to the king and said, king, we don't know if he's going to deliver us, but we know that he's able. So throw us into the fire if you have to, but we're not going to bow. And so they took him and they threw him into the fire. And the king looked down into the fire and said, didn't we throw three in there? He said, why do I see four in the fire? He said, and the fourth one is like the son of man. Let me tell you what, it was Jesus walking with them. And let me tell you, when you're thrown in the fire of the world, you have Jesus that will walk with you through any fire, through any test, through any situation. You have his spirit. Jesus is in the house. And in his presence is whatever you need to make it through the fire. Whatever you need, it's in Jesus. Whatever you've come into the building looking for today, it's in Jesus. But let there be a determination that rises up to say, I will not bow. I'm not going to buy into the lie. I'm not going to buy into the pleasures of sin for a season. But let there be something inside of you that says, I'm going to seek after God. Because in His presence, there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand, There are pleasures forevermore. Would you stand to your feet today? I know I'm ending early, but I feel like God's wanting to do a lot of work left in the building. I never realized it before, but in Psalms 16, those verses that we read originally, It's worded a little different just because of the way we translate things. And that was written in Hebrew and New Testament's written in Greek. But on the day of Pentecost, when Peter was giving his message, he quoted those verses. He mentioned those verses. He said, there's there's fullness of joy by thy countenance. Or meaning, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. And he goes on to tell him about the power of the Holy Ghost. And how you can have the Spirit of God in your life. You can have His Spirit in your life. And I've come to tell somebody today, God wants to put His Spirit in you. And that is His presence in you. Jesus sitting with the woman at the well in Samaria. Jesus is sitting there and he says, can you give me something to drink? And she said, why, why are you even talking to me? You, Jews don't have any dealings with Samaritans. The Bible tells us Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. Jesus made it a point to go see this woman. And in, in, in talking to him, 
the Bible tells us that he makes this statement. He said, whosoever drinks of this water, they're sitting at a well. Whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. He's saying, if you're just drinking this water from the earth right here, you're going to thirst again. He said, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I come to tell you today, you have the opportunity to get a drink today. And you can go back home, go back to your old routine, and be thirsty again. Or you can get into His presence, and you can let His presence get into you. And you can take His presence with you, and you'll never thirst again. No matter what valley you go through, David said he'll lead me beside still waters. He'll restore my soul no matter what I go through. And I've come to tell you today, God has whatever you need in his presence today. But here's, here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost when I open this altar. Don't come with your need today. Just come seeking His presence. And I've come to tell you, you'll leave with what you need. So many times we come here for us and we can leave empty or we can leave with just what we have to get by. But I've come to tell you, God wants to give you more than you even know that you need. And all you need to do is just get into His presence. These altars are open today. Would you come and would you seek the face of God? He's reaching for you today all over the building. Would you come and just say, God, I need you. God, I need to get into your presence today. God, I know I have a lot of needs, but my number one thing I'm, I'm seeking today is to dwell in your presence. It's to seek after you, Lord. Come on, that's it. Seek after the Lord. Jesus, I need you, Lord. Oh, I'm nothing without you, Jesus. You are the answer, God. You're the most important thing in my life. You're the most important thing in the world.